Okay, so this morning, the topic that we are going to do is the voice of God, the voice of God. And uh, we're entering in, we have now entered into the second half of this year. And um, we need to be able to hear and discern the voice of God. You know, there's too many voices around nowadays, right? We hear our own voice. We hear uh, our family members, the world, the news, so many, so many distractions and so many voices that are speaking. But there is one voice that holds all the time that always gets us through everything and the only voice that really matters, and that is God's. I believe that God is gonna do something powerful in the second half of this year, in your individual lives, in this church, in the ministry, and the Lord wants us to be able to move with him in that. And so we're gonna need to discern and also heed that means that we yield to his voice. The truth is that God wants to speak with us every single day. Amen? It's a little hot in here, so I may be um, stopping to sip some water. Okay, so it's really warm this morning. So why don't we hear what God is saying all the time? Why don't we hear? Well, that answer is quite loaded. But I believe that the main reason is because we sometimes have a tendency to only want to hear what we want to hear, right? If you're, if you're saying that, Pastor Jessica, that's not true, I, we, we do. It, it's just what it is. When we want what we want or we're stuck in what we want to do, we don't want to hear anybody telling us different. It's just how we are. The other big problem that we have is that we are just way too busy with stuff. We're just things, just busy with things, okay? So what is our solution, Pastor Jessica? Okay, we're going to get there. Don't worry. What I want us to understand that the reason that we are like this and what God would want us to do, right? So we're having these two different things going on. The reason that we're like this, it is because it is the, the condition of fallen human nature. So to understand this, we're gonna jump into Genesis a little bit and then we'll come forward, okay? We're gonna be doing this back and forth this morning. But I want us to turn, if you don't wanna turn there, it's fine. I'm just gonna say it. It's Genesis 3, 8, where Adam and Eve sinned. So here, originally, before Adam and Eve even sinned, right, God and Adam spoke. They spoke to each other. Adam heard God clearly. There was no question about it. It was a back and forth communication. How do we know this? Because Genesis 3.8, it says that they heard the Lord walking in the cool of the day and they hid themselves. The only way that we become familiar with someone's presence is because, well, the only reason we know someone's presence, excuse me, is because we become familiar with that person, right? 
when a loved one or a mother or your father, because that's, that's sometimes the picture I have in my head, my, my, when your spouse comes home, you know, when a loved one comes or your children come home, there's a distinctive way that they come home, right? There's the footsteps, there's maybe keys, a purse, a bag, you know, a shuffling. There's a certain way that that person enters the home or your space, your room, right? You're familiar with that. In verse 10 of chapter 3, it says, Adam says that I heard your voice. That's what he says. He says, he was speaking to God. He said, God, I heard your voice. The only way Adam could say that he heard God's voice is because he knew God's voice. After the fall, however, the relationship becomes strained. The eyes and our ears are now open to what the temptation was, good and evil, because uh, Adam and Eve ate from the fruit. But that was not originally God's plan. And they, Adam and Eve were guarded from that because of God. As long as they didn't eat from the tree of good and evil, sin wouldn't enter their lives. But the serpent lied, gave them half-truths. And so here we are today. So let's fast forward to today. And so sometimes as we have trouble discerning his voice, uh, some of the questions we may have is, so what does God's voice sound like? What kind of things does he say? And most importantly, how do I know when God is speaking to me? So my prayer for this morning is that not only will those questions get answered, but that we learn and discern to God's voice a lot better. Amen. So we're going to look at three things this morning. The first one is, does God actually speak to us? That's number one. We want to settle that. Number two, what is the voice of God? And number three, what happens when God speaks? So let's look at the first one. Does God actually speak to us? Right? Because there's that, we have that question sometimes. Does really God, is God really speaking to me? I don't really know if he speaks to me or not. Is that him? Is that not him? Right? So let's go to John chapter 10, verses 27 through 29. Today's going to be a little, a little more teachy, okay? Jesus, uh, so John chapter 10, verses 27 through 29 says, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. So here we have, first of all, we understand that from just the first, just from uh, verse 27, he says that my sheep hear my voice and I know them, which means that if sheep here referring to believers, right? And we're going to get into that in a little bit. As believers, we hear God's voice. That's what the scripture says. It says very plain and clear. My sheep hear my voice. That means that God speaks. He actually is speaking to us. 
There's no doubt about that. And he knows who we are. God is very familiar with each of us, how we are, what our weaknesses, our idiosyncrasies are, our character, our ways, so forth. He's very familiar with who we are. And he says that we do hear his voice. So that means that he also speaks to us. So the thing that we have to realize and establish is believing that God speaks to you specifically as a person. We have to grasp that. We have to believe, because that's what the scripture says, that God speaks to me personally. Because if you can't wrap your mind around God speaks to me, there's no way you're going to hear his voice. The next thing that we have here is the sheep. And I want us to look at the sheep as an illustration, as a reference point. Because sheep here, and we'll see it a lot in the book of John, is referring to believers. Why are referred to as sheep? Now, we have to understand that in those times, it was an agrarian society, which means that they grew stuff and they farmed land and they had animals, okay? That's what that means. They had crops and, and farmland and they took care of a lot of uh, animals, sheep, goats, you know, so forth. So a lot of people would truly understand the metaphor. Sheep are animals. And the reason that the that uh, John uses sheep is this is this is why sheep are animals that require a lot of care. Now, Pastor Steve had mentioned this uh, if you were there on Wednesday. He talked a little bit about this. Sheep are animals that are dependent upon humanity. They need someone to take care of them. These animals are not independent animals. You know, goats are goats don't need necessarily someone to take their their have it, has anybody ever heard of a wild sheep? You don't really hear of wild sheep. You'll hear of wild goats, wild cats, right? Wild horses, but you don't hear about wild sheep because sheep are very domesticated and they require somebody over them, okay? Uh, the other thing about sheep is that they need someone to guide them to food and water. Sheep also have a tendency of wandering off. And sometimes when they wander off, they can get themselves into a little trouble. Sometimes sheep can fall in ditches. They can fall on their backs. And so what happens is with sheep is when they get into trouble, they can't, they need somebody to help them out. They cannot do it on their own. I hope this is beginning to sound very familiar to all of us. Sometimes we wander off a little bit, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, and we need someone to bring us back. Sometimes we don't know what we need when we need it. But God always knows what you need when you need it. 
Um, the other thing that's interesting about sheep that I want to bring out is that sheep are also emotionally complex. What does that mean? That means, which is very interesting, I found this very interesting, they can be angry, they can be afraid, they can be happy, and they can be bored. They can also, sheep has a certain, sheeps can have certain characters of being pessimistic and optimistic, which I found quite interesting. Isn't it just like us? We can get bored, we can feel happy, we can feel angry, we can feel fear. We, some of us are more optimistic, just natural inclination of being more optimistic. There's others who have a natural inclination to be pessimistic. And so I found that quite interesting, right? And so John uses the reference because he uses God as our great shepherd who guides and leads. So um, the truth is that in this scripture, those who follow Christ, those who are believers, know his voice. So um, what does that mean? That means that if we listen to God's voice, he would always guide us and keep us out of trouble, right? Because that's the reference here. And this is the point I believe John is truly trying to make when he's using uh, sheep. And he uses it quite often throughout uh, the book. Amen. All right. So the next thing that I want us to look at are ways that God speaks to us. What are some ways that God can speak to us, right? Because we want to become familiar with his voice. So the number one way that God speaks to us is through scriptures or the Bible, the word, whether you have it on your phone, electronic copy, paper copy, it doesn't matter. God speaks to us through scriptures. God will never go against what scripture says. This is another reason why we say that Bible study, you know, personal Bible study are so, so important. We have to study the scriptures. You know, when we're studying scriptures, we can get, you know, the Holy Spirit can speak to us. He can give us an impression. You know, maybe a word stands out. I think we've said this before. It's because those are moments that God is speaking. So let's say you're, you're reading a scripture or something, and then all of a sudden, you know, something comes up. It might may be random, maybe according to what you're reading, but you're having quiet time. And then all of a sudden, just just example, God says, you need to forgive so-and-so, right? It can happen. And you're going to yourself, uh, I don't think so. I don't want to. And you're wondering why you're even thinking about that. Because the thing is, you're having time with God right now. And those are moments that God begins to speak. So um, other ways, right? The other ways that we have um, is inner witness. The inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Um, another way is, and we're going to get, a, I'll touch a little bit again on that later, through circumstances and situations. God can speak to us through circumstances and situations. The other way, the next one is his creation. His creation. God can speak to us through his creation. The mountains, the ocean, 
the snakes, the wolves, uh, creatures, insects, you know, you name it. Everything that is created, God can speak to us through it. Uh, even in our, the book of Proverbs, it uses the creation as parts of wisdom. The book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. So in Proverbs, like for, um, I have here an example, Proverbs 6, 6 through 8 says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. See, it's using an ant. It's saying to watch the ant. Look at how the ant works. Look at how she just, she has nobody to tell her what to do. And yet the ant does to what, they, what she needs to do to have when she needs to have it, right? Nobody's telling her. So it speaks a lot about self-governance and not being lazy. Okay, another way that God speaks through us is through pastors, Bible teachers, evangelists, prophets, right? Um, the fivefold ministry. He speaks through us, through people that he has called. Listening to preaching and sermons, God can speak to us through them. Okay, um, and lastly but not least, he can also speak to us through visions and dreams. The only caution I'm going to give here about visions and dreams is that not all dreams come from God. Not all dreams come from God. You know, uh, there's been, I've heard stories of people saying, Things like, you know, I had this in XYZ dream, uh, a mouse is chasing me or a, a snake is chasing me or something like that. And uh, what is God saying? To Sometimes those dreams are not God speaking to you. The best thing, and the only advice I'm going to give here so we can move on, the best thing we can do for those dreams is just to pray about them. Now, this is actually a topic of interest and passion of mine, but we don't have time to go into it right now. But the only thing I will say is bring those prayers to God and just, if they're bad, just cancel in Jesus' name and move on. If a dream is troubling you, just continue to pray over it um, and let God speak to you. Amen. And if it's, and if it is from him, he's going to confirm. If it's a good dream, he'll confirm it to you. You'll, you'll sense a peace there's going to be a, an inner peace that you'll feel. Okay. Uh, okay. The next thing. The next thing we're going to look at is what is the voice of God? What is the voice of God? I want us to turn to 1 Kings 19. 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 11 through 12. Eli we're going to look at the prophet Elijah in the Old Testament. And the prophet Elijah had been seeking the Lord for a word. He needed a word. He needed to hear from God so bad. He had he was just in a bad spot at the moment. If you can if you want to read it, you can. He was in a bad spot at the moment. And so uh let's read it. Verse 11. It says, "Then he said that's I, he said, "Go out and stand in the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. 
and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Sometimes in life, we could take this two different ways, right? Sometimes in life, it's too much. We're expecting God to speak to us in wondrous ways. But God is that still, small voice. And sometimes in life, we could have storms that look like the wind, the storms of life, the fire, the terror of an earthquake, the heat and fury of a fire. But if we quiet ourselves and wait on God, we will hear his still, small voice. Amen? God's voice is that still, small voice. It's nothing ominous, you know, like in the movies. I don't know if you guys have watched these movies. They always use, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's that guy's name again? He has that nice voice. I, remember, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, they always use him because they think that God has this kind of voice. That's how he speaks to us. He, on the usual basis, God will not speak that way. It's a still, small voice. Okay, so we're going to talk about a little bit about the Holy Spirit here. Because the Holy Spirit uh, guides us to all truth. That's what the scripture says. And the Holy Spirit, when we're reading scriptures, are the one that gives us, he gives us the revelation of the scripture, what God is saying in the word. And so, uh, and that Holy Spirit is in us. So Ephesians, just to prove that, Ephesians 4.30, it says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. It says that we are sealed by his Holy Spirit. That means every single person, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, then you are sealed with that Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 16 to 17 says, The Spirit himself, bears witness with what? Our spirit. That we are children of God, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If we, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. That means that there is communication between the spirit. That means it's, that's God. Anyway, that's the Holy Spirit is God. So we have communication, right? We have that witness. It's called the wit inner witness. So I told you I was going to get to that. And I'm explaining to you what that means, the inner witness. That's the Holy Spirit. So from these two scriptures, God is literally with us. We can, we can, we have that 
that the spirit of God is where he's sealed. We are sons and daughters of him, right? That's what the scripture says. We are sons and daughters of him. What, what child doesn't know his parents' voice? If you call your son and your daughter, they know it's you calling, right? If we, because of God's spirit, and we are sealed with his spirit so that we are joint heirs and sons and daughters of God, that means that we know when God is speaking to us. Sometimes I think what happens is we're not sure. And the reason we're not sure is that maybe we need to spend more time in the word. Amen? And the other reason, and I'm, the other reason that I believe too, is that we're not tuned into his voice. We're not tuning in. I like this example, and I'm going to use this example. Um, an evangelist, uh, I think he's an evangelist, Andrew Womack, uses this example, and I believe it it's very well depicts uh, how to tune into his voice. And, uh, I, you know, I don't, nowadays we don't really use radio too much, right? But back in the day, when you're trying to get a station, you move the dial back and forth, back until you get that station clear, or the antennas, right? If you had those old radios, you use the antennas, you know, and it would go creaking back and forth to until you got that station that you wanted. And so sometimes what, what happens is we need to just tune in to God's station. Amen? Just we need to tune in to God's station so that we can hear him a lot better. Amen. Okay, we're coming up to the last of this. Um, so what happened and next, and then when we meet again on Sunday, we are gonna go into part two of this, okay? Because uh, we're not done yet. Um, I really want us to be able to really have that, cultivate that time um, and see the importance of hearing God's voice because it's really, really crucial. If, if there's, and I want to get ahead of If there's any way that we're going to see any type of success in life, we're going to need to hear God's voice. Okay, so the third thing that we're going to look at is what happens when God speaks, right? We already said he's not in the thunder. He's not in the lightning. He's not in the fire. He's not, you know, sometimes we look at, we just make him too complicated, way too complicated. And God truly wants to speak to us. If he truly wants to speak to us, because obviously you read the scriptures, right? We've got, I think we've, we've gotten to that point where we understand that God really wants to speak to me. God really wants to speak to each and every single one of you. He wants to say something to you. He wants you to hear what he's saying to you. Amen. So what happens when God speaks? It's three things. One, when God speaks, things are created. And I want us to see the power here. That's why I put it, because I want us to see the power 
of God's voice when he speaks. When he speaks, things are created. Genesis 1.1. I'm going to read the beginning of this. Um, it says, in the right from the beginning of the Bible, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was out form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw the light, that it was good. It continues on. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass. If you haven't noticed yet, every single time God said, Things were made and created. When we are at work, right, or with our supervisors, when our supervisors say, can you do this and this for me and gives you tasks, what do we do? We just do it. God is the boss of all bosses. He is the Lord of all lords. This is how we understand God. You know, we have to come to that place where we truly begin to understand how majestic and how powerful he is. The mountains, if we look at the mountains, I don't know if any of you have ever been to a place where it's mountains. The, the, the perfect place I could think of is uh, Pennsylvania. When you look at those mountains, the only word that comes to my mind is majestic. And that is God. You see how creation speaks of him? God created the mountains. And so every single time that he speaks, something was done or made. When he said, let there be light, light just came. And he divided light in darkness. Do we think that God has changed since the book of Genesis. God hasn't changed since the beginning. Since the, since the beginning of time, of what we know time to be, God hasn't changed and he's not changing today either. The next thing we have when God speaks, things are established and laws are set. When God speaks, things are established and laws set. If God said the water should stop here, then the waters won't go any further. That's a law. It's hot out, right? Where I don't know if any of you have been to the beach lately or any type of body of water. Natural, not the pool. Amen. Natural body of water. If any of you have been to the beach lately, have you ever noticed how the water just stops at a certain place. Has anybody ever wondered why the water doesn't just keep coming? What makes it stop? Now, scientists will explain to you how it is that the water stops, but they can't explain to you why. That is because God has said, and he has established it, 
and has put down the law. Amen? The next thing is, ooh, even that, that was just powerful to me. Because it just means that when God speaks to us, he establishes you. When God says something to us, it establishes us on the inside. That is why we, we, we have peace when God speaks. When we spend time in the Word, when you come to Sunday service and you are hearing God's Word, what does it do to you? If it brings peace, if it brings you joy, if it brings you energy, if it brings you refreshment, if it gives you more energy for your week, that is God speaking to us. Amen? That is what happens when God speaks. Don't you want to hear more about what he has to say? Hallelujah. We should want to, want to hear more of what the Lord is saying to us through his scriptures, by his spirit, in his creation. Are we asking God, Lord, what are you saying to me? I want to hear you clearly. Amen? The next thing, the last thing we're going to touch on here is when God speaks, his word is his word. It does not change. It is irretractable. He doesn't take it back. If he calls you, he's not going to take it back. He will never tell you, you are no longer my son and daughter. The only way that we will cease to become his son and his daughter is if we don't want to. That's the only reason. His love will never change for us. Never. What he says and what it is. He is not human. He is not like the rest of us. You know, sometimes we have an interpretation of God because of who our parents were and our experience with those who were over us when we were younger. And so sometimes that picture becomes distorted. And I want us to be aware of that. Because God is not like that. His word doesn't change. He's not going to promise you something and then take it back. His promise is his promise to you. Amen. Let's look at Daniel, and we're going to wrap it up. Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 to 22. It says, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes and he changes the times and seasons. He, that's God, removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. Daniel said this before King Nebuchadnezzar because King Nebuchadnezzar was actually quite ruthless. But this king had a dream, and he was looking for an interpretation, and only Daniel had it. And so he says this first because he wanted the king to understand a few things about God. 
God is the one. If you see, he, when he speaks, things cannot be changed. He says he changes. It is God who changes times and seasons. He is the one that puts kings and brings them down. He is the one that gives us wisdom and knowledge. He is the one that will give us revelation of deeper things. Why wouldn't we want to learn more about his voice, about who he is? Amen? May we all discern and heed the voice of God. Amen? We're going to stop here this morning. And we're going to continue uh, next week, not next week, the week after, on the voice of God. And next week, we're going to look at more of uh, his voice and um, how we heed to him, okay? So in conclusion, let's, let's wrap this up this morning. I don't know what goals you may have. I don't know what you would like to see achieved by the end of the year in a few months. And no matter what that is, we were going to need God for it. We're gonna need God to see us through the rest of this year. And in order for that to happen, we're gonna need to hear his voice and heed his direction and seek for his direction. If you haven't figured out, maybe you haven't thought about any goals, maybe you don't have any, but God is saying that he has a great plan for each and every single person. He wants good for you. And if we want to be able to tap into that good, one of the things that we're gonna need to do is to hear his voice. Hallelujah. We're gonna need to hear this voice. Let's be the best version, be the best version of you that God wants you to be this year. Amen? For the second half of the year, look to God. Be the best version of you. God has great plans for each and every, and I believe that in the name of Jesus. I believe that he wants better things than what you're currently seeing right now. God wants to take you through those mountains. He wants to take you through the valleys, but like sheep, we're gonna need to hear his voice. Amen. Let's pray this morning and close it up. Let's say you... If you want to hear God's voice, I pray for you this morning that your ears will begin to be open in the name of Jesus, that you will begin to hear the voice of God and know that he is the one speaking to you. May we attune to his voice. May we be more aligned with him. For the second half, let's pray this morning. For the second half of the year, Lord, we are asking that we are in tune with your voice. May we hear more of you, Lord God. May we know you more as we pursue you for the rest of this year, Lord. Reveal yourself to us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Every distraction 
everything that busies us, Lord God. If you heed his voice this morning, look at the things that are distracting you, those things that are pulling you away from your time with him. May you be empowered this morning to put those things aside in the name of Jesus. May you gain refreshment. May you gain joy. May you gain peace in the name of Jesus because you chose to hear his voice. May we slow down enough, Lord. Give us the empowerment, Lord God, the grace. I pray for great grace to abound upon us, Lord God. I pray for it to abound so that we could slow down and hear you. May we hear more of you, Lord God. May we heed you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God be with you. I uh, pass it over to Pastor Steve this morning. Amen.